0: This is podcast number 8. Yeah, and this week we have <clears throat> Bobby Beck and Carlos Baena.
1: Yeah, those two are incredibly talented animators to say the least, but they also are educators and directors and a lot of inspiring two uh, people for for us in the community.
0: Yeah, both of them uh, started Animation Mentor. You know, it's one of the
1: best online animation schools. Mentor. Very impressive,
0: yep. uh, and that just wasn't enough in terms of their set, <laughs> building the community, the animation community. They also started a new project called Artella.
1: Yeah, Artella is this kind of a remote pipeline thing where you can collaborate from anywhere in the world. Basically, the studio comes to you instead of artists come to the studio to work
0: yeah and as if that wasn't enough both of them are actually incredibly talented filmmakers right. who using these tools and, and the, the communities they've built actually have built their own films
1: yeah Bobby actually made his uh, short using Artella technology and it's pretty amazing and then Carlos is working on this incredible short uh, called uh, La Maria. Uh I worked on it Very, very briefly, I only did like a few paintings, but uh, incredible, like, everybody's anticipating um, for this film.
0: So check out this great conversation we had with Bobby and Carlos at Tonko House. You guys started Animation Mentor. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about, I know kind of in hearing about Animation Mentor, but what's Mm. like, what's the story? Where did it start and... You know, how did it become, like, 11 years later, like, possibly the, one of the best, the best animation online school? Um, how did it, where did it start? Like,
2: yeah, well, first of all, thank you for that. That means a lot to hear that. Um, how it's, it originally started was um, Sean Kelly, who's one of our co-founders as well for Animation Mentor and Artella. He was teaching a class at a college in San Francisco. And he asked me if I would co-teach a class with him. And we were super excited, so like, we went in and then we asked people this was their last class before they graduated. You know, let's project all your work up on you know, the wall here. We'll take a look at it. And the, the challenge was like none of them were going to be ready to work in the industry. And uh, you know, they're spending about 100 grand mm-hmm. for four years of education. And it just kind of bothered us both like really badly. So I remember that night driving home, I heard this, um, I was listening to because I listen to audiobooks all the time, <laughs> but it was like a motivational book and it was talking about like, what are you doing now in your life that you could do and help many other people to do? And I was like, oh, I love animation. And actually teaching is a lot of fun because when you see the light bulbs go on, it's amazing, you know, like, that's cool. But at that time, the internet was, like, the dot-coms had just, bubble had bursted. And, like, driving home that night, I realized, like, I want to start an internet company. I want to, like, try to figure out how to, how to get animation out there to the world. And in the beginning, it was going to be, like, People would call into, like, the phone. We'd do, like, through phone conferencing. teleconferences, <laughs> And there'd be, <laughs> and there'd be oh, like, yeah. an FTP site where people would put their stuff, and we would just pull it up, and we'd be like, go to frame 49! <laughs> All right, that, that. And that's what it was going to be when we first started. And, wow. and it was funny. And then we realized, like, well, we should we could tap into our heroes. Like, we could, you know, Sean and I were talking, and we were like, we could tap into our heroes, like Glenn Keane, Eric Goldberg, Andres Dejan. We could ask them if they would teach a certain area and then that way we're learning too like kind of selfishly but we didn't know anything about video but then there was this one guy (laughs) who knew everything like about video and editing so immediately we asked Carlos like do you want to join this and this was like right away we didn't we hadn't done any development or anything much other than just ideas so Carlos was right there at the beginning as well and then yeah I mean the story goes on and on but essentially we wanted to create we wanted to create the school that we wanted to go to mm-hmm. and we wanted to cut out all the, the fluff and just give people the core of what mm-hmm. animation is, which is not about software, you know, it's about yeah. art, it's about life, it's about
3: pulling what you see mm-hmm. around you into your work. And, and we yeah, we actually started like some of the early classes, like we, we had a room <laughs> with a TV where we would go through um, like some exercises and then we quickly realized like, well, that's not really how we learn. We we would learn by going to the coffee place, by studying people's work. We um. actually started taking these smaller uh video cameras um to the coffee place to like filming people when they're not watching. You know, to like there, observe. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was a talk um, by that was very inspiring to us back in college. We all made that academy, uh by Pete Pick Doctor on Toy Story One. Um and uh, you know the same idea is like you would just like study people when they're not uh, uh self aware that they are being watched you know because mm-hmm. you you learn the best stuff that way when people are not conscious of cameras and or, mm-hmm. um so then we basically quickly scrap this idea of like you know the tv mm-hmm. you know we have like footage of, of like bobby like going through <laughs> you know and we're like like, like, literally, like, slowly, like, oh, my God, this can be, like, really boring. <laughs> After, like, you know, and then we found, like, it would be so much fun uh, and a lot more interesting for, I, for us to create it by, by going to places, mm-hmm. going to the park, going to the zoo, um, and always bringing the camera and talking while while we're doing it. I mean, a, a lot of the our, our learning was through all VHS tapes from Dick Lenkin, from mm-hmm. Andreas Deja, and the many of...
2: Disney Archive stuff that we copied and then made copies of copies, you know, and,
3: uh, and, and that was our, our, our main way of learning, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, I didn't know anybody at Pixar when I was in school. Yeah. So like uh, or anybody at Disney, I think you know you were the ones that started making a lot of those contacts yeah, yeah. so just a simple v h s of a professional animator talking mm. about a particular subject in animation was like amazing like and it was very uh, you would eat it up like yeah. and, and rewatch it many yeah. times i mean there was uh, I have a old v h s still I have it like of Keane talking about sincerity, mm. you know. And for many years, I'm like, I, like, what does that mean? You know, and so I would rewatch it, and I would rewatch it, and, and until there was no heads left yeah. on the beach. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you see all the lines in yeah. the bottom at the top. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, it was like, you know, how great would that be to make that kind of uh, learning more accessible, mm-hmm. especially for people that cannot even come to the United States, to the Cal Arts to the Sheridan, because mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, a, a little bit my, my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so from there, it started evolving into like yeah. this dream, dream wish list. Yeah,
2: tapping into people that we knew and were inspired mm-hmm. by that were just great animators but could communicate well, too, and using them as mentors. You know, so like having this great learning that's pre-canned, pre-packaged, but from this great inspirational person and then having your mentor there to actually meet with you, look at your work, draw over your work, give you that week-by-week week feedback to kind of refine your, your work is, you know, was the core of it. And then our goal when we when we started, because we met all of the Sean Carlos and I, we met in art school. We were wondering, are people going to make friends? Mm-hmm. Are people really going to make connections? You know, mm-hmm. I think it would be great. Like our dream would be if someone got married, like mm-hmm. through the site, you know, like they met... And as I was just telling you guys before, like, people make crazy friends. Like, it's, it's insane. And there has been over two dozen marriages from people who've met. They wow. we were invited they
1: over online yeah. communication.
2: Yeah, they just met. They were in the same class, and they met. Wow. They were in different locations. There's so yeah. many cool stories. We could go way deep into that. But uh, that's just inspiring to me is yeah. that that an online community can create that kind of sense of, of reality and friendship. And, yeah. and you do.
1: You built the community, you know, through your school. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, well, we didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) You know, I mean, a lot of it was just, we're excited about this. And we would be like, oh, let's try this now now it's called social you know there there was no Facebook when we mm-hmm. started and, and there was no YouTube and they hadn't
3: launched yet either not even Friendster or MySpace I think at that time it was yeah. 2002 2003 yeah when we wow. so, but, <laughs> <laughs> remember yeah, <that>? yeah. <laughs> so
0: Google, like, half of our audience
3: is like what's <laughs> Friendster <laughs> what's that yeah. MySpace before yeah, there yeah. was Facebook yeah, there. yeah. and there but was a so lot true. of a lot of uh, you know uh a lot of unknowns about um, online interaction. Period. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll even some pushback. You know, in terms, of, you know, in terms of like, I don't think you could, that stuff can be taught online. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, and yeah, we, we felt tried. that resistance. And and you know, like Bobby said, like uh, uh, with a lot of these things, you just enter a place that you have no idea if it's gonna work or not. You take a leap of faith and uh, and. Some stuff worked, some other stuff didn't work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we tried to make sure that there was at least sometimes during the year that people got to see each other face-to-face at a location, like more oh. specifically San Francisco, mm-hmm. through barbecues, mm-hmm. through graduations, um, so that not everybody's like looking at each other through that tiny yeah. little window, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, now we do
2: our, our graduations at CTN in Burbank in November, Um, and people come from all over the world. It's crazy, like Russia, Brazil. It's just Mm mind-blowing. And then we usually give them T-shirts and stuff so they can kind of – like we do graduation the day before, and then they meet each other. Mm -hmm. So then when the conference starts, Mm -hmm. they're like, hey, what's up? And then they have those connections already. So by the end of the conference, it's almost like they've – bonded like crazy yeah. and then they go home and they yeah. carry that inspiration sometimes you need that right mm-hmm. if you're sitting at home working on your computer you can only go so far before yeah. you start to burn so little events like that really help to keep the motivation
3: going mm-hmm. not everybody can go obviously right but and and you know it's, it's been great to have it around the time of the event from sitting mm-hmm. uh, tina from CTN mm-hmm. has been very you know like very supportive of yeah. the stuff like that because because then now you have not only you're gonna see the people from the school, but now you see all these artists from CTN mm, right. that are showing stuff, talking, like giving talks. So for for us even it's like you know, like I'm always looking forward to that mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. now. You mm-hmm. know, um, so yeah. I have a question.
1: Uh, <clears throat> so to you, Bobby, actually, like you know, when you guys started the school, you, you left Pixar to do this full-time, yeah. right? I'm curious because that's a that's a pretty big transition and gutsy movie, especially like you guys are saying, well, you guys didn't know if this was going to work, nobody else was doing this, this right. online yeah. school of this scale, and, you know, you had a pretty, you know, uh, respected career. Like, I heard from so many people, I mean, this is actually the first time I met you in person today, yeah, but... Yeah. I heard uh, from so many people that you were one of the best animators at the time at Pixar. That mm. you still kind of left to do this full time. That what what mm. made you decide to leave? That's when Pixar was the king of the hill. Nobody right. else could right. match Pixar's quality and right. glory and success. Like, why did mm. you decide to leave?
2: Well, first of all, thank you for that. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I'll take the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> Um. yeah at that time I had been at Pixar for seven years and I was at Disney before that and I felt I loved animation I just I felt like there was something more for me and I tried to do that uh, at Pixar for a little while and I kind of felt there was a little bit of a glass ceiling and it was really hard to, to grow the way that I wanted to grow and I didn't see a lot of opportunity in the near you know so I decided you know, we were doing this, we were doing this development of this new thing. I was working on, um, finding Nemo, I think at the time when we were working on it. Yep. And then uh, that wrapped. And then I went on the cars and I just remember having dinner with my wife and writing on a napkin, like all the things that needed to happen. Mm. And then we need to like get it, you know, hire people. And We'll have to have support, like, to answer questions, like, when they mm-hmm. get stalker. And then, you know, oh, my gosh, we might have to get, like, an office space and, and all these things. And I, and I just remembered, and I, I told her right there. That was on a Saturday. Um, I told her, I think I need to leave. I think I need wow. to do this. And then I went in on Monday, and I gave my, like, three weeks notice. Wow. And didn't, I never thought about it. I never really thought much more yeah. about it because I just got – I knew that this was what was going to be the thing for me. Yeah. You know, afterwards people were like, are you stupid? Are you crazy? <laughs> and then I started going like, oh, <laughs> I, I, maybe I should have thought about that a little bit more. But <laughs> I don't know. I think the, 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 the idea of doing something that was creatively unbound and didn't have limitations inspired me to want to mm-hmm. wanna try. You know,
1: That's incredible. I mean, yeah. look how many people came out of your school now working in the industry, you know, uh animation mentor and and the contribution you guys have made is incredible in the past ten ten years. Twelve years. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. No. Eleven years. Twelve years. Yeah, eleven years. Eleven yeah. years animation yeah. mentor has been online mm-hmm. as a school and what um I would imagine now you're getting like people are going all over right it's like people are mm-hmm. coming from all over mm-hmm. but now people are taking what they learn and going kind of all over have you had students come back to be oh, mentors yeah. and things Absolutely. like yeah Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah that's
0: pretty yeah. sad and they're coming. like
2: some of them are supervisors now wow. and it's just it's exciting yeah i mean that's the beauty of it is we also become good friends with so many of them too um yeah yeah there's like mike stern like Uh, jude brown bill there's so many people that both of those happen to be at at pixar Mm -hmm. graduated went and did their thing because you know you don't go right to pixar right away like a lot of people think you know you got to go work at smaller studios and you know get some things under your belt work on some more personal projects you know get a little bit of film and then and that's kind of what happened for them but now they're doing great and they're they're mentors again and yeah there's so many of those great success stories and that was also another dream is like One day, you know, they'll they'll come back and yeah, Yeah. uh, but they, I think they know the experience too, because they, they went through that experience. So when they're teaching, it's almost like I want to learn from them because they know like the things, the mistake. Oh, and I was doing that, you know, like, this is what I did. And then I learned this or I fell really hard here because I tried to take on too much. I should have kept my idea a little simpler so I could complete it. You know, things like that. It's, 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 uh,
3: it's awesome. Yeah, and the learning curve has increased or or has gotten smaller. Um, you know, like, uh something that used to take a long time to learn, um, the, the the students now get it so fast. Yeah, you know, and true. you just see the, the yeah. art form progress like a lot a lot quicker. Um, you know, so what, why
1: do you think it's that? It's interesting.
3: Yeah, I think people are so much more in tune with technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, back for us uh, in college. I mean, we, we learned through yeah. this really slow uh, old machines called Silicon Graphics, you know, that, uh, you know, one of them would cost like hundreds of thousands. Right. So you, you couldn't have like a PC at home or right. yeah. and Macintosh wasn't ready for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and for me, I, I remember, you know, learning through that but it would be like you know, very slow mm-hmm. learning and you will have to struggle with the modeling, the rigging. There's a lot of technical stuff that now is a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you want to animate, here are all these characters go. Uh-huh. You know, whereas back in the day we would have to model rig and, uh-huh. and do all the stuff and in many cases that modeling and that rigging was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, then the animation would suffer from it, you know, so then you, you know, I, I mean, I remember uh, starting to simplify a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, I started with a character that would take a couple of seconds to move a leg mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not learning crap here, you know, mm-hmm. and then I went from that character to a character that was only spheres and cylinders yeah. in soft image. And that uh,
2: changed everything because I remember when I was in the lab and you started doing that and seeing how fast it was, yeah. it just kind of like, whoa, like totally opened up everyone's world because nobody was doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, like you figured out a way to work within the
3: limitations at that time. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Now I'm doing the opposite. (laughs) 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 I'm back to, but no, it's true. Like uh, at that time, the software couldn't handle, um, you know, shaded mode real time. Mm -hmm. So, but it could handle wireframe real Mm -hmm. time. So you would just take out all the other stuff. I mean, at the time, we weren't even thinking acting. It was mm. just locomotion. Like, oh. So uh, we didn't even have a face or anything like that. You know? It's just a uh, head, cylinders, and, and let's try to learn weight and physicality. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. um, now people can even jump even to the acting a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Too, whereas for us, mm-hmm. it was locomotion for a long time. And a lot of animations that hopefully nobody will ever see in the, in the rest of our lives, <laughs> you know. But the the learning was a lot quicker, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm finding now now with making films, the learning is, you know, it's very different to animate a shot and to animate okay. a film, you know, or to actually direct a whole an entire film. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot longer. Whereas when we were starting, it was a lot quicker. It's like you try something. Eh, doesn't look good at all. Okay, let's try something else, mm-hmm. you know, crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. It seems like uh, it's, it's not just the audience uh, learning, getting used to the technology, like you say, but also you guys figure out a way to, mm-hmm. right, yeah. teach kind of uh, students in the best possible way through your technology and mm-hmm. the, the years of knowledge that you guys learned that studios like Pixar, You know, like, so students can focus on what they really need to learn instead of, like, being distracted by things they don't have to
2: worry about, right? Um, Yeah, there's, like, constant still today, like, refinement of the curriculum and, like, we have all these things called just-in-time lectures so on top of all the stuff they have like we're like oh they're always struggling with you know time management here 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 and here so we uh, drop things so like little things like that mm. that we're constantly that's refining so it's just again like people are just like oh <clears throat>
0: how did they know you know like <laughs> yeah i mean there's kind of for, for animation mentor that's been around for a while now um you know, clearly like the world has changed the technical world has mm-hmm. changed and it continues to evolve and hopefully make this sort of interaction and uh, easier, but what are like some goals you have now, now that the company's kind of established, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it's from the outside, it seems like successful in achieving, you know, your vision when you left uh, the gates of Pixar. But mm-hmm. so now for you guys, what's, what's the future of animation mentor or even education in, in animation uh, in the industry um, right. overall, like how do you see it affecting the industry and, and, you know what's animation mentors kind of place in the world? In, in right.
2: About it? Yeah, we're constantly talking about that still. I think for us, there's a limitation to animation mentor, and it's the price tag. When we when we started animation mentor, we wanted it to be super affordable. The whole program's fifteen grand for like the eighteen month course, so a year and a half of animation. You get all that that is fifteen grand. When you go to like an art school, you're paying one hundred, hundred twenty grand. So our thought was like, this is super cheap. Like, this is a no-brainer for people. In today's world where people want free, there's YouTube, there's Vimeo, um, there's like subscription services that are that are cheaper. Like, we're constantly looking at ways of, we're adding um, now more workshop things that are much more affordable, that are shorter periods of time, that, that don't have all the level of polish on it that, that we put in our you know, main classes. Uh, but I think for us, we kind of see continuing to educate in the areas, you know, outside of animation as well. Like, where do we want to, where is help needed, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the thing that, that's always hard to find, like you can guess, but it takes a lot of time to develop something put it out there and mm-hmm. have it fail, which we've done many times, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's like a learning process. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the birth of Artella and like where Artella came from, because it was kind of like, what's next? Um, and so for yeah. us, we thought, Here's all this talent, but then guess what? Not all of them get jobs, but these guys and girls like in Brazil and Iceland and Israel and all over the world don't necessarily have the opportunity to get a work visa or relocate their families every three months for these short-term pro- contracts, and something needs to change. You know, what, what if we could get these people together to make stuff? They could be anywhere in the world, and then what if that becomes a place where they can actually their own studios mm-hmm. so the next you know big studio could be literally from your home and then that way that becomes a benefit it's like i want to go live in italy i want to bring my family we're going to go live in italy and, and guess what i get to i'm going to direct the you know commercials for whatever or i'm going to you know eventually do that and build it out where now we're doing commercials and we're doing like a film mm-hmm. and like holy crap, you know like we can do that mm-hmm. so i like got our, our dream just with animation mentor is like well, people make friends Would there be, like, you know, our ultimate goal would people, you know, get married, you know, and have that kind of connection with Artella. It's like, will people make a livelihood, and will the next great projects that we see in the world come out of it? That's kind of, like, the motivating,
3: driving factor and force behind it for me. Yeah, and I think a a big part of it is also cultural, too. I think uh, it's it's very hard to move families or, or to visas. It's... A whole different world, especially for the United States, and um, you know we 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 always said like it would be nice for even for the studios to at least have the option that if there is a particular artist that they want to work for, uh, if they cannot get a visa or that artist cannot move an entire family to another country and do this major cultural shift. To, to bring the studio to that person mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. you know. Or at least a, a small little portion, mm-hmm. you know. It, it was never conceived as a, you know, one will replace mm-hmm. the other. Same thing with Animation Mentor. It was never the idea to, like, replace the education system at all, mm-hmm. you know, because there is giant advantages of the uh, person-to-person mm-hmm. contact, um, but there is giant disadvantages of... Uh, distance and countries and, you know, and and those limitations. So exact same thing with Artela, you know, like there's specific artists we wanted to work with on personal projects, but they don't have the luxury or the money or the time to come here and work for a while. Because they have other projects or they have other ways that need to make money, you know. So instead it's like, well, can we try this, you know, and that's, it's come out of that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that your tummy, Ramelin? Sorry,
0: <laughs> 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 <Maybe. laughs> <laughs> you know, the trash is getting picked up, on, so. Um, you guys are, I mean, it was great to kind of transition and, and understand a bit how animation mentor Leto Le could you guys explain kind of a, yeah. in, in a short bit, like, what Artella is your new venture and mm-hmm. uh, can you kind of explain what Artella is? And,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a cloud-based platform where people can come and make content together. When we start started it, we wanted it to be animation because it's what we know. It's kind of what we built the platform for. Uh, we get a lot of people saying, like, could you make a comic? Why can't I make a comic book through it, you know? And it's like, well, you can't. But I think, you know, right now we're kind of focusing on what we know. Let's kind of see... How we can make that work for animation, and then from there we can kind of expand out but the the goal is you know this stuff is not easy to do, and if you want to make a remote project, I'd say like ninety five percent of them fail because it's really difficult to do it's pure no matter what it's difficult to do, but right now it's like you know should I use box or Dropbox or you know Google Drive, and then there's like Skype or Google Hangouts and, you know, there's like Trello and, you know, Slack and for communication and it's like, ah, oh, and then, you know, emails are, and it's like, oh my gosh, man, just data management, management of like stuff. And then it's like, I need to find artists who can do these skills that I don't necessarily have access to. And maybe I can go to Behance or, you know, ArtStation and try to find somebody there and, you know, but maybe they're not getting back to me and I don't know, it's just like, how could we create one place where they have all that, you know, they don't have to think about how do I communicate with my team? How do I find talent? How do I manage my files? How do I actually do a production? Like we try to make it as easy as we possibly can so that people can just focus on being creative. And, you know, we're just at the very beginning. Like we launched in May, Mm -hmm. you know, May 10th and uh, so excited to have it out there, (laughs) but we launched and it didn't have like, private messaging and it didn't have notifications and it didn't have some of the basic filtering features and people are like what is this blah 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 but for us we realized just with the animation mentor like you've got to put it out there you know mm-hmm. it's never going to be perfect even today i would say 11 years later with the animation mentor like it's not perfect you know there's mm-hmm. so much room for growth and with artella it's like we've embraced iteration like we know Like we can only take this so far, but the community has to inform how this develops and what Mm -hmm. it becomes. Do we need to build project management? Do we need to build, what kind of project management do we need? We're spending a lot of like time figuring out, like we don't want to create a super high end tool like Shotgun, Mm -hmm. for instance, which does an incredible job at doing all that. We, We want to create something that's a little more lightweight that artists can use, that they totally understand. Um, and it has connectivity throughout the platform. Mm-hmm. So if I update one thing in one place, it can track that everywhere else the way you think it should. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tag people on it, like your your supervisor, like, hey, mm-hmm. so-and-so, can you take a look at this? And they can just click and pull it up and draw on it. So our goal is to, you know, long-winded answer here, but like to be the place where people just get to go and be, be creative.
1: And even feature for feature length like film... Oh, like a big project, serial, like a uh, television series. Do yeah.
3: you think that's the goal? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. uh, you know, we 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 took the cue from you know, I th- I feel like when Pixar started, they did it really well in you know, starting with the small uh, shorts or, or commercials before doing their first Story. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you, it's a it's a very uh, great way to figure out what works and what doesn't very fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, just the same way with. Um, with animation mentor too, like when we started, there was a lot of things that weren't working, you know, and luckily we had very supportive mentors at, at that time, like Victor mm-hmm. Navalan, Jason Scheifler, you know, like that will, will work with us in terms of like, okay, this is not working, uh, you know, I don't know how for how long do I have to turn the camera, looking at the monitor, just instead of uh, uh, doing the screen ca- uh, screen sharing at that time there wasn't mm-hmm. such a thing as screen sharing so they would you know you just work around mm-hmm. find find the workarounds the goal is to do any project you know i mean i would love mm-hmm. to see a feature film that done at a more affordable you know um, again going back to what we were talking earlier um, to see stuff that is more different mm-hmm. that is more risky for for a studio so they don't have to spend a hundred million dollars uh, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah and at the same time like for us the artists we are actually seeing stuff that, that feels like it's pushing the medium forward because mm-hmm. right now the with, with animation the big um, wall that, that you know uh, is how expensive it is it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's so hard to to see projects just because at the very least it's like you know 20 million dollars you know i think now more and more smaller studios are starting to figure out ways but uh, for us it's been that Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah if we can take away a lot of the the technical and just make it easier like we don't want to undercut artists like we want to you know figure out ways that where artists again can make their their livelihood on this platform and so our thing is, you know, if you do spin up a, spin up a little project over at a big, you know, studio, like you're going to need to have dedicated engineers. You're going to have like technical staff and all this stuff. But for us, it's like when you create something on our tele, you can do it in like less than a minute. You mm. hit new project, you give it a name, put a cover image and put a little information and in, publish it out, you know? And our hope is that not everybody just does that, but they think a little more than just a minute, you know, to put it out there. It's like, you know, do a pitch video, get people excited about your project, you know. We have, as of um, Wednesday, we had like 112 projects going right wow. now. And that's like crazy exciting for, for us. And then I kind of step back and I'm like, is there any one studio... Have they ever had a hundred projects going at any one time and then yeah, it kind of made me step back and go like wow okay back to work you know yeah, yeah. but it was just kind of a neat little moment to to celebrate yeah. and and go these projects are happening I'm on like a dozen of them right now and mostly uh, I'm on three active projects as an active member. And the other ones, I'm moral support. <laughs> but it's cool. I drop into the projects. Book of Mojo is one. That's Everett Downey's yeah. project. And they're just cruising. You know, I look at the progress on there all the time. And it's, like, so inspiring. It's like, man. And I'll email him. am like, how's it going? He's like, we're just moving, like, full steam ahead. And, it, you know, it's like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, it's actually working. It's neat to see that, it, that it's doing what it's supposed to do. And it's also kind of sad because I'm like, but, you know, do you need anything? Like... <laughs> Yeah. You know, I feel like a, like a hungry you know kid. Like, tell me what you want, and but it's like, no, yeah, it's it's working pretty good. Maybe maybe a little this or a little that, mm. but it's kind of neat because we can see that the core of it is there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of room for improvement, but that mm-hmm. something's something's working, and we want to see if it has staying power.
1: Bobby, you're short through Atella. Mm-hmm. You actually finished so how long it's like an eight minute or six yeah, minute
2: yeah it's six minutes six it minutes. was eight minutes and then he helped me trim it down which was awesome thank you <laughs> <laughs>
1: tell, tell us a little bit about that was the first project that got completed yeah Artela. yeah tell us a little bit about how that went and you know i mean you said there are quite a few artists working on it
2: right? yeah there was 120 artists from 23 countries i think is what it was that's amazing. and no one ever sat in the same room at the same time and that's yeah. for me it's just so exciting so we did it because we wanted to, you know, we incubated Artella through Animation Mentor through our kind of alpha proof of concept, which we called AMP, mm-hmm. the Animation Mentor Pipeline. And so it's still integrated into Animation Mentor, but our thought was, could artists learn a system, you know, how, how do they work with files, um, version control? question mark like artists are like what's that Ah!" so how can we make it as invisible as possible to them so that we can learn what's intuitive Mm -hmm. and then we took all that learning and then we we made um, artella just to make it as intuitive as we can so we've done like about three and a half years of r&d before we actually kind of really started working on artella to kind of see what what was needed so, um yeah, students had done projects before through um, they could collaborate and do projects on on animation mentor, um, but most of them didn't finish or m- a lot of them got to play blast state you know where the mm-hmm. you know it was shots and cut and edited, but it wasn't like rendered with sound and all that so yeah, when we did our I was like okay we need to we need to prove it we need to be able to walk the talk, you know we got to be able to show that this can actually you can complete a project online because mm-hmm. we thought that would be people's big questions, but can you really do it? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a simple project. We didn't want to put it out to festivals. We mm-hmm. didn't want to go win awards. We just wanted to prove it. That could be done. You mm-hmm. know, that was the goal of that project. And so we got all students on, 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 uh, circus jam. So we had, you know, students, we had all the uh, the character assets already created because they were characters from animation mentor we retextured them you know students from and did that we built uh, the sets and props that were needed for the circus and that was done with by students and then we started kind of playing with different formats to try and learn because the learning is a huge part of you know everything you know but uh so the first there's three you know acts essentially but each one we did something totally different the first one was like anybody can do anything do whatever you want and then we'll make the film in the editing room. That's kind of like how I started (laughs) it. And then it was like, Oh, that'll be like, it'll be an anim jam. That's kind of where the circus jam came out of. And then the set two was we started seeing people doing the same thing, but then we were like this, what you're doing, what you're doing person A and person B feel like they could work together. Why don't we try to stitch a couple parts together here? And then the third set or third act, we did it traditionally. We did shots and shot casting, and did that. Of course, Act 3 is tried and true, because that's the way that people do it. Then it was by far the smoothest, the most exciting, and we got it done like way faster. But the whole production happened in 10 months, from start to finish. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I learned that being a director is not at all what I thought it was. I thought, you know, the director brings everything and it's the director's vision and you're kind of you know shaping it in this way but what happens is you bring this kernel of an idea and then you surround yourself with like amazing people and they start adding to it and it becomes so much better than you ever imagined Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh that's why Tim Burton always works with Danny Elfman and Kathleen Kennedy you know he works with like you know the same people over and over because they just start to gel and he doesn't Mm -hmm. have to think anymore he's like sound I don't want to think about I just want to focus on these aspects and then production designers. And then you start to go like, Oh, a director is like a leader. Mm-hmm. You're motivating the team to pull out the best things from them. So that was like one thing I learned, which kind of got me excited. Cause That's awesome. Cause I didn't want to tell people what to do. I wanted it to become something it was bigger and better mm. and I'm really happy with the result so yeah it's so. beautiful
1: yeah I got to watch it he uh, <laughs> shared you. it with, uh, with me and it's really amazing well, is it available uh, yeah it's on Vimeo okay yeah, so if you type if anyone scan, can that's great yeah that's yeah, awesome. yeah.
0: yeah. I c- can I ask you guys like uh, one of the coolest things we got to witness when we were making our short film uh, that we had heard about but never really participated in is animation dailies. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting all the animators into a room. Mm-hmm. That kind of and everybody's kind of participating in, mm-hmm. in making the film, talking about the characters, talking about these moments. That was one of the coolest things. That I'm trying to think: How does is can you achieve that? Like in, with this huge international community.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's one thing that I'm like: How? Because being in that same room and being able to look at somebody and say and look at the same thing and be like what's going on here, and really have a healthy dialogue about the work, is one of the things that I really think being in the same room is great for, Um, and you guys have both experienced dailies, um, how do you kind of, do you attempt to replicate that at all with Artella, or is that, how do you find that kind of energy and that collaboration, I guess, um, in an online cloud-based production?
3: Uh, you know, I mean, it's hard to replicate that mm-hmm. because the energy from dailies or, or even when you're talking about the story, like there's a particular energy in there that is in person that is hard to um, get that through the computer, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, I mean, we, then you have the time factor, the time time yeah, zone. Right. So, I know on our on our film it's been we have three three animation dailies per week, mm-hmm. but we uh, we have those in different times based on where the most an, uh, number of animators are in more or less mm-hmm. a particular time zone, you know, with a few hours of difference, and then another dailies which is like very close to you know uh, it's like a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that helps with another time zone. It's, it's close to impossible to get everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. we have some animators that are in New Zealand, other animators that are in Spain, and other animators that are in California. And that is like 20 hours difference in there. Mm-hmm. So what for a regular animator in, you know, for, for an animator here in California might be the dailies is at, you know, 11 a.m., Mm-hmm. Uh, for somebody in that time zone it might be 5 in the morning you know mm-hmm. and you know when it, when the project is voluntary based mm-hmm. you can only ask for so much <laughs> you know um it's it's hard to you know you, you make it ba- basically like uh, optional you know and um, and then the the hard part at least um, what i have experienced is you have to be the motivator Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people come back from their work from mm-hmm. their full time and they're tired you know, and you try to make the, the dailies as um, as alive as, as possible mm-hmm. so that people don 't fall asleep you know while they 're on the webcam you know yeah. listening to us, so you kind of have to like uh, um, really like engage you know I use the dailies uh, uh, to as an opportunity to share what the other departments are also doing mm-hmm. so as we're as we are doing now more lighting for some of those animators that have like more limited time mm-hmm. i i also use it as a as a you know opportunity to be like this is what all the other great yeah, artists yeah. in the film are doing and i do the same thing with the lighters but yeah. i do the same yeah. thing with the color script uh, artists like you know it's like have you guys seen this animation have you guys seen this and that seems to keep him awake, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you go through the animation and it's hard also because with animation, um, uh, being a voluntary project, you can only be so picky, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they're not getting paid, you know, they're not, you know, they're helping because they believe in the project. So sometimes you can take it to a place, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and and that's that's basically the way it's been working, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, with dailies. But it hasn't been easy. That part of the process mm-hmm. hasn't been easy. I don't know what's your been your experience.
2: Yeah, I love, I've been doing online dailies for years, like mm-hmm. through Animation Mentor as well. And I, I don't know, I really like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, time zones are hard for yes. sure, mm-hmm. so you have to kind of negotiate that up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm directing a project right now through Artella. It's called Thistle One. It's like a one minute action sequence and I'm really excited about it yay (laughs) but it's like you know we have um the look development lead is in Malaysia um my CG supervisor is in Austria we have our concept like key color key artist he's in Colombia and the animators are Mexico and Florida New York Brazil it's like all over Mm -hmm. um but it's just so much fun I just get excited because um like our previous supervisor, Bua, he's from Thailand. And when he first started on the project, he didn't speak any English. And he got an interpreter and really wanted to work. I just loved his work. And I was like, I would love to work with you on something. And that's kind of how this was born. Um, and then he got a job at ILM and, you know, he helped us out and, he, and made it work. But there's something neat about being able to tap into all these different sensibilities and styles and, And I'm just like, that's the part that inspires me. So we do uh, a weekly meeting and we found a time that kind of works for everybody. It's kind of late for some people and super early for others, but we decided to just kind of stick with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, what I found is you, um, for me at least, is that the team, it's kind of hard to do lots of things. You know, I like to do um, chunks at a time. So like we finished the animation. So we just had like, bam, it was like animation. And then we finished all the animation. And now we're like focusing more on on look development and like what what we want. Like we've done some concept art in the beginning just to kind of get an idea. But now we're like diving deep into what will the final render look like. Um, And so now we have like like six people on that. Mm -hmm. And we're just doing that. And then we'll start doing lighting and we'll kind of bring on more lighters. You know, we'll also do probably some of the compositing. And then sound design will kinda of come on like at the end because I just noodle everything, you know, to the last minute. And the sound designers get like super upset. I learned on Circus Channel. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh I'll just move this and then they're like, Ah what are you doing? Um so you know, you learn along the way. But I think just working with little chunks mm-hmm. of people at a time is has been really great. And then yeah, screen sharing, we've got drawing tools yeah. so you can draw on top of we use Google Hangouts for for most of the meetings because it's just it's easy yeah. and reliable,
3: mm-hmm. so yeah. It's great to see people like also changing through the process. Like, you know, my, you know, like what you were saying about the interpreter, like we have mm-hmm. our CG supervisor just seeing, you know, he, uh, you know, two to three years ago was when he joined uh, and he was very quiet. Just mm-hmm. personality was very, mm-hmm. we we'll never talk. Mm-hmm. You have to like get it out of him, you know. And and now is night and day. You yeah. know, he makes jokes. He, you know, it's it's a lot more. It's, it feels like you know you really see people growing through the process. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and you know you grow through the the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, like uh, through all the different mm-hmm. experiences. But that is a part of the process that I've 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 really enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing. You yeah. know and you grow yourself too. I mean, like there are things that I did in other projects, in other films that I promised myself I would then make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. But then on another project, there's additional things that then for the next one, I'm like, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for, for the next one, there'll be a hundred other things that are like, I'm not going to make that mistake. again. Yeah. But uh, you, you know, you hope to like be growing throughout all this. Cause it's, you know, it's, the the learning it's, it's slower mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when making films I think at least for my for, in my experience I, I don't I'm not a fast learner so. You know. Carlos,
1: so you want to talk a little bit about your project uh, since you're also using Artella to do your film, which I helped a little bit in yes. the very very beginning, just mm-hmm. tiny tiny bit. But mm-hmm. uh, in the community of the animation, so many people are super excited about your film. You you showed the trailer maybe about. I don't know, six, seven months ago or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where is it at, and how, how are you doing with it, and when is it coming? out? I, I think a lot of people are super curious. Oh, yeah.
3: Thanks. Well, thanks for the for the help. You know, I didn't uh, really help. I'm sorry, um, I shouldn't. It, it was uh, it was very inspiring. You know, so like the the, the pieces that you help us with on the early stages they lasted a long time in terms of inspiration to like, so this is kind of like how it can look like, and that's inspiring, mm. you know. Um, when I started the project, I knew very little about color, lighting, photography, you know, um, mm. and now we are on those stages. So we still go back to some of those pieces, not just color-wise, but just the, what, what do I feel? You know, I feel like with everything, it's like, you know, you look at uh, at, a, at an image, And if I'm feeling something, that's a big success, you know, Mm. whether I'm laughing, feeling emotional, like feeling like, you know, uh, just something. Um, We are, uh, it took us a long time to figure out um, the, the, the part of going from animation to cloth simulation, hair simulation, assembly, lighting, going through the render farm, which is in Spain. And then from the render fun go to uh, render storage, which is where we do a lot of the compositing uh, uh, via Nuke. And that's on the cloud again. And uh, that whole process is taking us six months, easily six months of uh, having some very talented tools programmers, uh, CG supervisor, additional programmers like that's the part that again you know when you're making a movie you're like oh my god we have all these ideas this is going to be great but the reality (laughs) it hits you so hard in the head that it's like uh how how are you going to do that you know we don't have the flexibility again you know part of it is licenses you know so i had to pitch to a lot of these companies like this is what we are doing Mm -hmm. um uh you know, you like it enough to help us, you know, do this. Um, And uh, we've got great support on that. So right now we are at the stage where we just finished figuring it out from A to Z on the project, you know, from... um, We recently just finally got our first renders that goes through the entire system. system. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we've been also doing a lot of... um, a big push of color script. Um, and a big push of um, getting lighters uh, used to like the software and and all that stuff. We used the the alpha version of what Artela is, Mm -hmm. called AMP. Um, It was too late in the game to Mm -hmm. switch to, um, for us to switch all the files, all the, Mm -hmm. there was so much, so many versions uh, that I had long conversations with Bobby Mm -hmm. that go back to last year, like how we do it like if what are the trade-offs what are the pros and cons Mm -hmm. and because we spend so much time dealing with the technical for me uh continuing dealing with the technical wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. something i was looking forward to Mm -hmm. so instead it's like you know it's been working until now we're just gonna stay and focus continue focusing from now on until the creative Mm -hmm. and um yeah we are the rest of this year is gonna be well we're like 10 percent uh, completion i think in animation mm-hmm. um left um we were very smart because we left the hardest animation shots for the end so that was very smart on my part <laughs> uh <laughs> you only have 10 percent left yeah so you're 90% oh 30%. yeah yeah we're 90 oh, percent wow. animation yeah yeah sorry that's I, exciting um yeah it's just that 10 percent left the hardest It's the hardest shot, <laughs> And I'm like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, that's the thing. That's like, you know, you, you learn by falling a lot. Totally. Like, uh, I don't know who was the, the, the very smart person in this film to think that having cloth uh, and hair simulation was a good idea. Um, I, I still want to talk to that person. <laughs> uh, because it opens a whole labyrinth of... Uh, complications. Mm-hmm. You know, um, up until like uh, six months ago, I had no idea what cache files were. Mm-hmm. You know, I just didn't know. Um, all I knew was it was an easy way to uh, for the lighters to work so that they don't have to deal with uh, joints and, and uh, blend shapes and deformations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that opened, you know, like a, a four-month window of like creating a specific, customized tools for our pipeline to allow us to create that, mm-hmm. and uh, and it works great now, you know. But it was a lot of a lot of that, you know. Um, so we're very excited, you know, about it. Like it's been a long journey, um, but uh, I see, you know, I see the light. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: If it's any comfort at all damn keeper, we did exactly the same thing we left the hardest shot at the end and literally we were at fantasy a couple blocks from yeah. here recording music and Dice and I were still painting the right. shot so
3: wow.
0: good yeah. luck Carlos it's totally going to be worth it and everything we've seen is just stunning
3: so much of it has been like Bobby said I mean you just surround yourself with people that are I don't know anything about rigging or modeling or lighting, you know, mm-hmm. I like photography as a hobby, but, um, to get people that you give them references and they come back to you and it's like, we can still make it better than that reference. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, then that's great. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. How? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah.
1: Well, the, I know you guys have hard out. Um, I'd love to hear in the end, like, uh, I mean, both Animation Mentor and uh, Arteller come from, at the end of the day, I feel like it comes from your passion and love for animation mm-hmm. and the community. And I'd love to, you know, if you guys could talk, each of you could talk about, like, what the future of animation industry is and what we, what you hope and what you want to, you know, help um where animation community and industry goes yeah. from now on.
2: Yeah, I... For me, it's. I think it's just being able to bring these different sensibilities together from anywhere in the world where people can actually be in the comfort of their home to do it. I think I see animation in so many things. There's a lot of excitement around virtual reality right now and where that could go. And the cool thing about that is it's like there's a lot of animation in that as well. And for me, it's just... it's like what can happen when we bring people together with these different sensibilities? Like that was one of the things that's really motivated me with Lenoria is that it's a different, you know, it's not fluffy bunnies and bears, you know, which are awesome. I love them. I enjoy them. But what else can you do? Mm -hmm. You know, a drama, you know, a, a horror film like Lenoria, it's like, then all of a sudden we start to break out of like, it's just for kids, you know, and it can be different things. And, You know, live action's done that. You know, why can't animation do that? And, And can animation do that? Can it be done? You know, for me, I'd like to see that because I think that, you know, when I travel and I see different cultures, it excites me to think, like, whoa, I've never seen like that. And these are, like, amazing stories in history. But I don't always get to see this kind of stuff, you know. I get to see the sidekick and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, what what else is out there. So for me, I'd love to see more of a global, um, access and, and that could bring kind of the, the enthusiasm for animation and the accessibility for people who may, you know, not have been able to do it before. Um, they could get a PC and, and whatever and be able to be able to do it. Um, I'd love to see that happen for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It's really, I mean, it's fun for us. Kind of like when you guys are saying about animation mentor, you know, we bring people in and make this podcast but it's cool to meet you guys and so inspiring yeah man. really cool. inspiring likewise yeah, it's, likewise for sure yeah, it's, man
3: it's very cool yeah i i was i was so excited to see to and to follow like the success of um Dunkeeper and moon you uh, know mm-hmm. because i know how hard you guys work uh, and uh, every time we would we would meet it's you know it it even when people tell you how hard it is, there's no way until you do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So to actually work on my own and seeing it, you know, I was so, I was really like, you know, jumping up and down every time that you guys could have like an update of a mm-hmm. festival <laughs> or stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would like, you know, because you, you want that for the medium. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like, we all love the medium. It doesn't matter what, you know, uh, um, uh, it, what the, sorry, it doesn't matter what the medium is, like it's the, we love the art form of animation and we want it to like really, um, you know, excel into any direction. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Thank you guys. Alright, thank, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Absolutely.